0: back another episode of talking maiden
1: the podcast of the beast
0: of the beast Nesbeth how you doing
1: I'm doing great how are you doing I know.
0: I'm doing I'm doing well I feel like uh you know you've had something to do for so long
1: oh it's yeah, <laughs> just yeah. been
0: hanging there Sinjitsu has anyone asked you if we should cover this album
1: <laughs> yeah many many people have asked us if we're gonna do Sinjutsu. yeah so a couple of episodes ago we went through some emails and that was like the tip of the iceberg of people asking us if we're going to cover this album um we covered every single maiden track on every single maiden album and yes. uh we were complete but uh now sinjitsu came out and we're no longer complete anymore so we'll try to fix that now well, we we once again have uh, every it. single maiden track covered on this yeah. podcast on talking oh maiden. man
0: it'll it'll be good to have them all done um you know, but I, w- we got so many messages online about it. So many emails, so many comments. Do you remember the, the weirdest one, the craziest one? Remember that time I was talking to the cop? I think I told the story on the podcast, but I was literally a, a cop came by because we had a disturbance in our neighborhood. I live downtown in the city and, you know, I'm t- giving a statement to the cop on the phone. He's outside in a van and I didn't want to go outside to talk to him because just, the domestic that was going on, I didn't want them to see me coming out of the house and linking me to the call. So I'm just talking to the guy. <laughs> and then halfway through, he's like, "Are you, are you Josh from Talking Maiden?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." He's like, <laughs> "When are you guys gonna do sujitsu? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's literally like, "You got to get back and do it." He said, "What do you take on the album?" And I'm like, literally, I had to shift my whole mind, right? Because I was on the phone <laughs> with a cop. Now all of a sudden, I'm getting grilled. And I was like, Uh, you're gonna have to wait and see." So here to that to that cop here. This is the time. This is the chance. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, uh, let's get into a beer and then get into this album because it's been way over a year since this album came out and uh i'm dying to get into it but uh i'm kind of glad we didn't get into it until now because i had some time to think about it but get into a beer and then get into Shinjitsu. do not spend your time
0: worrying about those wasted beers
1: so what is this beer that you brought
0: this is the uh aces high from Bannerman Brewing Company. This is a local St. John's beer. It was called Aces High. And I saw it in the in the in the liquor store and I was just like I immediately texted you and I said we need to do this. But it's uh
1: Yeah, cool. It says rice yeah. lager. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I I gotta be honest, I didn't I didn't go too deep past the name. You, you don't go you don't you don't see a beer for a podcast that says Aces High and they go, actually you know what? I'm not in the mood for a grulch <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my citronella hops.
1: Oh man, that smells awesome!
0: Yeah, oh, well, that does smell good.
1: So it's from Bannerman Brewing, which is uh, we were just down there yesterday, yesterday. We went
0: down and had a few beers. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That is the interesting. Ace is High. That's Very cool. Refreshing. It has like
1: a maiden tie-in with the name.
0: I know, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so thanks for bringing those, Josh. Those are those are. Those are Maybe I we hate. should
0: do sake for the next for the next Senjutsu <laughs> episode. Yeah. So it has been a time coming, but I'm glad we waited because I got to be honest, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And even now, when I'm even now when I'm making notes on on the various songs, like there's a few that I just can't pin exactly down in my mind. That there's there's a feel on some parts of this album that you know, and I'll 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 name specifically one track, "Writing on the Wall." It's like I I can literally it can really resonate with me. and There's other times I just don't like want to hear it at all.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about with some of these songs.
0: Yeah, and and if yeah, it's with, like
1: you have to be in the mood for it or something.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing that happens to me with whiskey. Like I find sometimes, like I'll, there's a whiskey that I love, and then I, I don't know it's my taste buds or something. It's the same thing. But you know, there are just certain Maiden albums that just I always feel the same way about them. Every time I hear them, I always go, "Oh, why don't I listen to that more?" It's just such a great album. Uh, but this one, I I do I I go I go in waves on a few tracks.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of weird for me. Like some of the songs are very slow growers. Yes. But, like, when the album first came out, I absolutely loved it. I was like, Maiden's back, brand new Maiden album. Yep. You know, they're firing on all cylinders. Best album since, you know, who knows when. Um, completely in love with this album. And then after a <laughs> while, uh, I don't know, I guess the novelty wore off. And and like you said, I kind of, like, sometimes I was in the mood to listen to it, and sometimes I just wasn't. Yeah. And, which is really weird for a Maiden album um i kind of took a break from listening to it for a while and when i went back and started listening to it again i was like this is really good this is a solid album but i didn't love it quite as much um it's like i had to be in the mood to listen to it i don't know it's weird like you said kind of i would compare it to final frontier in that way because with final frontier i found it initially i found it really hard to get into and then you know you latch onto certain songs and then i don't know there's a lot of slow growers and then those became your favorite Songs on the album, but this one did something else where, like, the ones that were the slow gr- growers kind of faded and the initial favorites became my favorites again. It was, yeah, totally. It's really weird. I, it's really weird for me with this album.
0: The the analogy to, to Final Frontier is, is a very good one, but to me, I also consider it compared to a matter, life, and death uh, in the sense that there are like a matter, life, and death. There's a direct correlation with how much you like that album, with how much you listen to it. So it's like the more. The more you listen to that, the more you like it. It's just such a great album. I would, yeah, you I know how much I put, the I put, a, you death. know, you know how much yeah. I love that album. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compare them against each other yet, but I can tell you that especially on uh, the epics in this, on this album, I'm getting more and more and more respect all the time. With the exception of one or two tracks that I do waffle on a fair bit, but yeah, it's uh, the the final, the final frontier analogy i think is a very is a very good one but it also hints i think at, it might w- be
1: a better album than final frontier though
0: that's a little early for that take isn't it we haven't been through it but i i <laughs> yeah. i yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that yet but i i'm gonna be yeah i mean i'm not gonna spoiler alert i i really like this album so and i and yeah, i i really yeah, like it too and i've been i've been really like i've literally been listening to this just non-stop for the last few months just in the lead up to this at the gym and just running and just Everywhere with it on in the in the background, and it just gets better and better and better. So I'm 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 gonna give a pretty pretty overall positive, but I don't know if I if I put it ahead of Final Frontier. I do love Final Frontier.
1: Yeah, I'm overall positive on this album, um, which is you know it's funny because like a month in after this album came out, I think I would yeah. put this in my like top three or five oh, totally. albums. Yeah, and I don't want to you know say what I think of it now until you know we'll go through all the tracks and then at the end yeah. we'll sum up what we think of it, but. It's not in my top three Maiden albums. Just, yeah, just just for, for the that, for the for the not.
0: listeners there, like when you when this first came out, you were like that kid in the in the high school relationship who's getting some action. <laughs> you were just like <laughs> over the men. You're like, this is the best thing since sliced bread, you know. And then a couple of months later, you were like, I don't know. I, and then I was like, well, we're we gonna record it. And you were like, I don't want to, not now. You know, I need more time on this. And it was kind of waves. You had a yeah, breakup. True, middle like there with your high school. There was one point yeah. a couple
1: of months after this album came out where I listened yeah. to I listened to it so much that I was kind of like. Yeah. I go to put it on and be like, eh, I'm not really in the mood to listen to it, which, you know, is weird. But it goes back to, like, what you said about having to be in the mood Totally. For it, which is not something that happened with Book Souls. I listened to that to death. Um, yeah, guess, that's true. Know. It was a slow grower, Yeah. and then I really loved it, and then I kind of, I guess I got a little bit sick of it. And then, you know, I start to love it again, but I don't yeah. know, it's weird. Yeah,
0: and and you know, and we're going to start breaking down some of the tracks shortly, but I, I think part of the reason that the album is 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 such a slow grower and well obviously we'll go through and break everything down but i feel like the best part of the album is on the back end of the album
2: yeah so it's also, maybe, it doesn't really pull maybe. you
0: into it that well although i'm not gonna rip these first three songs but like that was the biggest disappointment when we went to see the tour so i was like ah track one two three i was like i really wanted to have some epic in there now i knew it was coming when we were going but i really want to have some of that some epic from the back end there's there's three or four signs that it resonate with one sign that i'm going to give a crazy hot take on is one of it's up there for me. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just getting you into it. I think is a challenge. So, if there's a lot of listeners out there who have said, you know, it's it's been it's been an album I haven't been able to get into. Just give it some time, and you know, also if you're listening to the vinyl, get to the second disc, you know, and and spend some energy there.
1: Yeah, I think this is one you got to kind of spend some time with. Um, I mean, it's been a while now. September 3rd of 2021, this album came out. Recorded at Guillaume Tell Studios in Paris, so that's the same place they did uh, *Book of Souls* and mm-hmm. uh, *Brave New World*, and again with Kevin Shirley. So this is the sixth album with Kevin Shirley uh, in a row now. So the first Iron Maiden album was Will Malone, who I guess wasn't much of a producer. I guess he was more of just like an engineer. Or... Anyway, we we talked about him in our early days episodes. Um, then you're into the Martin Birch era with Killers through Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Sun, No Prayer, and Fear of the Dark are all Martin Birch. And then you get the Blaze era of X Factor and Virtual Eleven, which is Steve Harris, who produced it, co produced it with Nigel Green. Mm-hmm. And then Brave New World on to this album is Kevin Shirley. You're in the Kevin Shirley era, who's like co producing with yeah. Steve Harris. So their first album brave new world their first album was kevin shirley was at guillaume tell studio and then they went to london to Sarm west studio for yeah. dance of death matter of life and death final yeah. frontier they went back to compass point studios in the bahamas which is like where they did peace of mind and power slave and somewhere in time and then uh so the last two albums are back to guillaume tell studio so i guess kevin shirley and the band likes it in paris because that's uh that's where the last two albums were recorded
0: yeah, it's interesting. I have no real frame of this as a musician to understand what that really means, like how that how the location you record at really impacts an album, or how how you're gelling, or you know where people are staying and how often you're seeing each other around recording hours. And it must be pretty interesting to unpack all that stuff. But I really don't have a perspective on it myself.
1: Well, the uh, the Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas. If you go back <laughs> and listen to those episodes, it sounds like it was yeah. quite the party on the go down yeah. there when they recorded those albums. But yeah, we're in like the Kevin Shirley you know, with Steve Harris era of production. And there's a lot of people complaining online about, you know, the production on this album. It, you know, we can't hear Bruce's vocals. The guitars are muddy. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, everyone kind of is complaining about Kevin Shirley. There's a lot of hate for his production online with, like, Maiden. I don't know. I guess the classic Maiden fans. And, you know, I, I mean, they may, may have That's some just clients, a lot. but, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really ruin the album for me or anything. It's just like, it is yeah, what it is. I can I mean, definitely
0: feel, especially, you know, um, certain tracks we'll get into specifically, but there is something going on with Bruce's vocals in a few spots. Um, and yeah. And there's a couple of tracks that for the first time ever really with listening to me, you know, I found out I have to kind of turn them up more than I would normally like to really get going.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Know. I can. I see so, what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. Well, I mean, I never really thought like of it that mix. way. Go ahead. Well, like, it. yeah, it shows that, like, the mix is, if, if everything's yeah. not coming through bright and clear, I guess that's what they mean when they say muddy in the mix.
0: That could also be it, but yeah, it's, it's probably also the preference, because a lot of stuff has changed, and you wouldn't say, you know, what's difference in Maiden from the over, over 40 years? Oh, the production.
1: Well, the production it's like, is yeah, very different, you know? though, I mean, but I mean, there's yeah. a different dynamic going on, I mean, you think about this band yeah. compared to the band back then. Completely. Yeah, and there's also a lot of keyboards on this album, and I hear a lot of people saying, like, why? Why add the keyboard lines where well, you have a band with, like, three guitarists, can you not do something with the third guitar line or something. Yeah, y- You know, uh, I, I kind of agree. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and any idea on who recorded the keyboard?
1: Well, the liner notes say Steve Harris for bass and keyboards. So yeah. I guess if you go by that, it's uh, Steve Harris. But yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading online too much, but it uh, seems to be a lot of negative reaction to these keyboards, all of these songs. Yes. Um, Like, do you really yeah. need it when you have three guitarists? It's kind of shrill or thin sounding sometimes you know i i I don't know what i'm wondering if maybe steve harris thinks to himself like uh you know we got three guitars playing in the middle and we have bruce singing like in a lower register a lot on this album so you know and then he wants to have his bass nice and loud so he's like i wonder if he's thinking maybe i'll put some high-pitched keyboards in to kind of balance out the sound you know what I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, Oof. I don't know. Like maybe somebody who knows a lot about record production would listen to what I said and tell me I'm not making any sense because I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about about like production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. You know, I, I I really don't have much of a perspective on it except there's multiple times where I mean I I'm listening to a track and I'm like, what is that keyboard? Why is that in there? Uh just you know, it's it, to me, it's. I don't know. It Doesn't add a lot. There's one or two spots though. I'll highlight it when we're when we're going through the tracks where I feel like it, it, it is pretty cool. And that was where like you know I was pretty late to listen to the album when I finally started to hear the keyboard. To be honest, it's not something I catch right away. Yeah, yeah they kind of and jumped a lot out of cases at me. Right I just away. kind of gloss but, uh, over. And
1: then we also yeah. have this classic clip from Bruce Dickinson.
2: Uh, you can't play heavy metal with synthesizers. Yeah, I uh-huh.
1: want. I know that's like the uh, the tenth time we played this on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I find it uh, hilarious.
0: Let's be honest, that's such a great clip we should play it every episode.
1: <laughs> but really, like, let's face it, Iron Maiden having keyboards on an album is nothing new. Yeah. I mean, especially in, like, this reunion era. I'm not talking about, like, keyboards, like, in 7th Son. Just, like, orchestration, like, background keyboards. Like, if you listen to, like, No More Lies or Dale or Book of Souls. So there you go. Or the Nomad, or Blood Brothers, or Fear of the Dark. Like, there's a lot of keyboard orchestration in the background. We even talked about that guy, Jeff Bova, yeah. that worked on uh, Book Souls and uh, Brave New World. They kind of sent some tracks along to him, and he—he's this like, he's this guy that worked with uh, like a ton of people in music since the '70s, like Cyndi Lauper and Iggy Pop and Michael Jackson and Tina Turner. Yeah. So yeah. this guy Jeff Bova, they sent him these tracks, and he layered keyboards on it to like add orchestration and like build up these orchestra lines behind them so uh you know it's not anything new i think maybe it's not the it's not the presence of the keyboards it's the the sound of them and how loud they're in the mix so i guess again we're coming back to the production after we said that it didn't bother me but uh you know i think it's more the the sound of the keyboards and not the fact that there are keyboards because i mean modern maiden you know keyboards are they're a thing Right. So there you go. Something else to mention. uh This album came out September third, two thousand twenty-one. Book of Souls, September fourth, two thousand fifteen. So it's the longest time ever between Maiden albums.
0: Really? I never thought of it that way. And yeah, man, it's so quick how how fast. You know, it's or it's so surprising how how quick the time is passing. You know, because it's, even when we're doing this, I'm like, oh, it's you know, it's been out now. A, a little while. And then I looked at the dates, and then I realized when we when, when we saw Book of Souls, and we, you know, it's like, it's just, man, Book of Souls is, I mean, what, a, a, a year or two, it's going to be the 10 year?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds, That's sounds ridiculous. ridiculous how fast yeah. time is
0: passing. I mean, it's eight years. It's going too quick. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: crazy. So, I did a little math yeah. for you, Josh. <laughs> okay. Okay, so 2,191 days between those two albums so that's a lot longer than the time that Bruce was out of Iron Maiden so Bruce left Iron Maiden August 28th 1993 that was his last show Pinewood Studios where they recorded that Raising Hell video and Bruce came back like according to Mick Wall in his Run of the Hills book January of 1999 um, and they officially announced it in a press release uh, February 10th 1999 that was 1,992 days so even if you go back to the date of like the first meeting where bruce uh, he agreed to come back to iron maiden you're still months less than the period between these two albums so bruce was out of maiden much longer than the time between these two albums so oh wow so in that time period when you think about it bruce released balls to picasso Skunkworks, accident of birth and the chemical wedding plus you know alive in studio a well Basically, he released those those uh, studio albums and like a couple of live things. So yeah, so six years six year break is like a big. That's a long time in Maiden time. In when you're talking Maiden timeline, yeah, yeah. I mean that's is. like Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, yeah, and Live After Death. Yeah, you know. It is.
0: But you know, in 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 their defense, I mean, you know, I guess. It was impacted. You know, we did have a, a global pandemic. Yeah. The legacy yep. of the Beast tour was huge, and went a, an extra, a, well, a lot longer than what I think they had anticipated. It was so. Popular. Yeah, there was a pandemic. Um, well. <laughs> I
1: was, I was, I always totally forget that there was a pandemic. I know.
0: I'm trying to block it out as well. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm uh, blocking that out. Um, so 17th album, but here's something Bruce said about having an 18th album. Um, when are we going to record another one? Um, there was discussion about trying to do another one during the pandemic. What are we going to be sitting on our butts here? There was some discussion uh, about it. Uh, we, we got as far as actually booking the studio and um, Actually, it was it was I was initially enthusiastic about it and and then I, I sat around and talked to a couple of the guys and Then said, okay, what do we you know? Is this just because we're going stir crazy one secondly how much of a pain in the butt is this going to be
3: to actually accomplish? And we're going to be making a potentially new record when we haven't even released this one.
1: So the fact that they're itching to do an 18th Iron Maiden album before like, this one was even released like make me think you know this isn't going to be the last Iron Maiden album.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hope not too. 17 is an awkward number, but uh I and I'd love another one. I, you know, remember when, when we were doing Book of Souls, I was kind of nervous about a new album because 16 and it was Book of Souls was so good. And I was just like what a great final album and then they did the Legacy of the Beast tour. Remember I was I was not thinking there's another album. You weren't you were like no it's coming, it's coming. And I was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I just yeah. thought it just didn't make sense to me. And you know, obviously I'm I'm very happy they did. And now I'm I'm thinking, yeah, let's go for another one. You know, go for eighteen, maybe twenty. Yeah. Maybe there's still time. <laughs> cool. we, we can relive our youth, Nesbitt. We'll never we'll never die. Maiden will tour yeah, for well, another twenty would, years. Honestly,
1: I would love it if Maiden came out with like an eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth album and ended on twenty. Like yeah. that'd be awesome. As long as the quality's there, you know? Um Oh man. I think it's gonna be more of the grueling on the road lifestyle that the touring that's gonna be the end of Maiden, not the not the going in the studio for six weeks and recording an yeah. album.
0: Oh, totally. They're fantastic right now and they looked great and everything was it, it they really do kind of just defy odds completely. But you know, it's 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 funny with all the technology breakthroughs and stuff, like you you, you do get a little bit nervous that they're gonna come out with like, Oh, we got, you know, stem cells and and now, you know, all this Rich <laughs> idiots of like Dick Cheney is going to live for 3,000 years or something, right? You're like, oh, this is horrible. But, you know, if I heard that, I'd be like, oh, God. But then if they were like, but you know what? <laughs> Iron Maiden are going to be around for another 100 years. I'd be like, all right, bring, yeah, on. Totally bring on the stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this.
1: So, do you want to get into a track? Because, uh, I mean, we could talk for another half hour or hour about, uh you know, cover art and the album, or maybe we'll leave that for next.
0: Yeah, we'll split the tracks up across as we dig into the rest of the stuff.
1: So, Sinjutsu, the title track. Absolutely. Eight minutes, 20 seconds, Adrian Smith and Steve Harris. Yes. So, according to Kevin Shirley's studio notes, this one was originally called The Great Wall.
0: Okay, so The Great Wall. So that Yeah, because one of the things that, you know, as I read through the lyrics, I don't really know what this is about. I kind of think... Let me tell you what I think before you tell me <laughs> what you actually know. I'm going to tell you what my pea brain says. Uh, I, I, you know, when I hear it, I'm thinking like Mongolians and the Great Wall of China, but it's Senjutsu. But I know the Mongolians attempted to invade Japan uh, a couple of times and then just gave up. And I, I, I was wondering, is it is it some samurai defender of Japan against, I don't know, am I, am I over reading this? But where's the wall? Like, so, you know, the yeah, island nation. Like, so explain it to me. That's what's actually have, going like, on here?
1: China the Great Wall of China and you have you know Japanese you know samurais and I don't know I think I think we shouldn't read so much into it I think Steve Harris just thought it was sounded cool and made up some cool lyrics you know and uh I don't know people everyone always tries to like shoehorn all this stuff into like some kind of concept or greater meaning like I was reading online there was a guy who had He's like, this is from the Battle of Kublai's something, something. And I'm like, you're just kind of like trying to force a meaning into it. I think Steve Harris is throwing some cool stuff together, some cool lyrics about a battle, and it just sounds cool. Um, I don't think it's it's really anything to do with anything. You know, it's fiction. Yeah. Actually, I have a quote here from Bruce Dickinson. Um, he says, Steve came up with the first track and said it was called Sinjutsu. So he said it was Japanese for the art of war. And I went, you sure? So I looked it up. And it seems there's a few different meanings for it. But we'll go with the art of war. I'm not sure what war, though. I looked at the lyrics and I thought, this sounds like someone's been binge watching Game of Thrones. There's northern people coming down from the grasslands. There's a wall. they got to protect the walls at all cost. I said, are you talking about the Great Wall of China here? In which case, we're mixing metaphors a lot. And Steve went, no, not the Great Wall of China. It's just a wall. It doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> Do you know what, though? I wonder how much of, like, ancient Greek mythology is written like this, you know, as it was plays and stories and stuff. And people are, like, trying to – that word was used and they're trying to piece together ancient civilizations. But you, you realize, nah, we just wrote it that way because it sounded cool. Oh, there was no Atlantis? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's so interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, I don't think we should read too much into, like, the trying to set up time in a place – of the lyrics, you know what I mean, but it yeah. is a cool song, it's a very unique sounding song for Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's kind of like trance like, you know, like uh, it makes you feel like you're getting ready to go into battle, just kind of cool.
0: Yeah, the, dr- the drum intro, and then at the end, you know, he ties it into the lyrics, so great. But the uh, the drums, like when you listen to that and you think about war, like drums can be pretty
1: intimidating in that concept, you know? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it is very cool, they're very warlike, so. Uh, and again it's like these are very unique you know drums for an iron maiden song so adrian smith has the writing credit on this with Steve Harris, but Adrian Smith actually came up with those drums, so it wasn't Nico. Adrian did uh, all those drums in Pro Tools on his computer, so they're like digital drums, and then Nico played along, and they removed the digital drums, so that's, Adrian came up with all that. Actually, I have a clip of Adrian saying just that.
3: Yeah, the title track, uh, Senjutsu, um, I had an idea, I was inspired by the those amazing um, Japanese drums, the Kodo drums. You see the guys, um, a whole uh, groups of them playing this amazing, these amazing drum patterns. I just thought that'd be a really dramatic way to start a song, so I just kind of dreamed it up on my Pro Tools uh, digital sort of recording, and then the music just kind of flowed. The whole thing, you know, it sounded very epic, very atmospheric. Um, So I played it to Steve, and he suggested uh, the title, and. uh you know making it about maybe a city under siege it was conflict it was drama and that's how we did that we actually uh put that down off my demo uh and nico played along with it on his own and then we put the rest of the stuff on it that's how that was recorded but turned out great you know i think that's going to be a good live song
0: that's really cool i had no idea yeah
3: yeah so adrian pretty cool
0: Yeah, and he's all over it too i mean because he's he wrote it he's got a couple of solos it's, uh but you know, it's not it, to me. It's not a a song that I would have, I would have thought this was a Harris song. To be honest,
1: yeah, I never would have guessed this was an yeah. Adrian song. You yeah, know? I'll, although he did do something similar with like Satellite Fifteen and the Final Frontier, you know, with that uh yeah that intro. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true. So I guess it's not yeah. you know unlike him, yeah, to no, go simil- on a
1: laptop and then come back with like pretty complete you know piece yeah. of music.
0: I always phrase his songs though as like. You know, short, Hulk driven, and you know when I think about yeah, I usually stu- think yeah. like
1: riff driven, catchy rockers. You know, and then exactly. the opposite of that. It's, its like cool.
0: eight, eight and a half minutes to start an album, and it's like a droning of <laughs> drums, and it's, yeah. it's not so pacey, and it just kind of gets going. But it's like that's that's the one complaint yeah. I have with the songs—like it, it gets go doesn't really get there for me, you know.
3: I am. Um... Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the Beast, possibly the best podcast in the world.
1: Yeah, so how do you feel about this song as like an opener track?
0: Per- personally, I mean, I jump right ahead and I just say, like, strategio- Stratego. Um, this is, you know, my accents on this stuff is wicked, right? But Stratego, I would have put that first. Um, I just feel like, you know, it's much more hooky, much more, there's a better, there's a better pace and it's, it's much more, uh, I don't know. I, I like, I just but I, I don't really, I don't think you could move Sanjitsu to the internal because it, it kind of rolls in so slowly. Like you put it in the middle of an album, you're going to kill it.
1: Yeah. Right? It is a weird way to start an album for Maiden. Yeah. Like to kick it off with of a rocker, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you, know, yeah. so, you can give me some hot takes. So, I'm going to go through the opener tracks yep. and you tell me if they're better or worse opener than Sinjitsu. Or better or worse Ooh, album Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, hot takes from Josh. Yeah. Okay, Prowler from Iron Maiden. Prowler's better. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Ides of March. Is the Ides
0: of March, the intro though. Well, Wrathchild. It's Wrathchild, and Wrathchild's better
1: yeah <laughs> to okay.
0: me hides say March is like i always don't count that you know I kind it's of like... put them
1: together yeah. but i know what you mean yeah. but i think rathchild's better yeah invaders
0: yeah. it's better than invaders as an opener
1: yeah i tend to love invaders lately invaders great. i agree with you yeah peace of mind where eagles dare <laughs> <Yeah>. uh no <laughs> you contest. can't you can't
0: i mean now you're gonna go into the you're gonna go into the golden era i mean this is just not fair
1: power slave aces high
0: yeah we're drinking the beer uh, right now. I think. Yeah, it's a weird look. Look, song. literally though, ace is high. I mean, we. I think we did best openers before, and I th- think, jeez, uh, I can't even remember where I went. I might have. Oh, did I pick be quicker be dead or did I pick uh, the wicker man? But I, I must have picked one of those. But ace is high is probably the perfect opener, right? It just yeah. well, obviously we're also it's it's kind of messed up your mind because it's been played live so many times, but yeah, uh, as the opener, but but it's like the perfect because it gets you just so jacked. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep going. What?
1: Well, definitely better. Caught somewhere in time. Yeah.
0: I. Oof. You know, caught somewhere Time's time is a great track, but I, I would, I would say they're comparable.
1: Yeah, I would say Shinjitsu yeah. might be very similar on the same level as an opener. Yeah. Somewhere in time's a better song. Yeah. Moonchild.
0: Oh, Moonchild, man.
1: Yeah. Tailgunner.
0: Tail Gunner. You know where I, where I feel of this album. I <laughs> no, think no, Tailgunner
1: no, is a better opener. Tailgunner is
0: song. one of, I think, one of the only. Tracks on that—that's that album that I, that I you know thought were half decent,
1: but it, in my opinion, I think Tailgunner is a better opener Probably. than this for an album. Yeah, Be Quicker, Be Done. Don't even ask I think Senjutsu is better than. Yeah, Be we've always
0: disagreed dead. on this though. I know. I I love Be Quicker. Sign, Be sign Be of dead. the
1: Cross, the Sign of the Cross. Sign of the Cross long is excellent. slow. Is excellent. opener, but it's a way it's a better, better song, song. Much better.
0: But is it a better opener? Yes. Uh,
1: I think it's very similar, but. Mm. It's similar in that it's long and slow. and it's hard not to sing along to the sign of the cross. Um, yeah. I think Sinjutsu is better Agreed. than future real. The Wicker Man, I don't think there's no contest. contest.
0: It's all the Wicker Man.
1: What do you think about wild You see,
0: now, look, the rest of them, all the way in, even a matter of life and death with uh, different world. Um, yeah, and the Final yeah. Frontier. Uh, with like the exception the of place. maybe Book of Souls and the Final Frontier. So the rest of them run in. I would put Sinjutsu on par or probably better as an opener
1: yeah i think sinjitsu is a better opener than those three but if eternity should fail is a much better opener
0: yeah and it's also so so important to the to the album you know and the the whole whole intro you know (laughs) the whole the whole (laughs) outro to that track i love it so yeah but
1: uh yeah anyway it opens the album it's unusual i guess for maiden to open with a song like this although we just said sign of the cross so i don't know but uh it's a cool track, and I think that I agree that there's nowhere else you can put but it. But actually, goes. Sign of the written. Cross,
0: if you were to compare it, like the thing about Sign of the Cross is it gets you so going, right? Like it, it r- ramps up for you. The one yeah. issue I have with Sanjutsu is there's that moment at the end, I, uh, we'll get into the clips a little later, toward the last few minutes, um, where it starts to get up, but it just doesn't quite get there for me. And it's, it's, yeah. that's that's just, it just leaves it a little bit short. It's like, it's, it's, Here's my hot take. It's the massage, but it needs a happy ending. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm getting close, yeah. but I'm not getting over the finish line. It's just like, it's 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 just not there at the end. I, I just I wish, you know, that Bruce was let loose. I feel like there's there's just a lot in the tank anyway. And they teed it up perfect.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you on this song because the song is long. Yeah. It's eight and a half minutes, and it's very slow and plodding, and as cool as it is. As much as I love the drums and everything, it's very. Uh, it kind of, kind of goes through the parts of the songs, and they're all similar, and there's, there's no, it's no rhyme of the ancient mariner where it has like dynamics and breaks down and ramps up again and yeah. has fast parts and, but then I also have songs that I like, like the talisman, that are similar to this where it has like an intro. Once it gets going, it's very kind of repetitive. Mm. It's the same thing over and over again. Verse, chorus, whatever. But when I listen to the Talisman, it seems like it's three minutes long. It goes so fast. But this feels like eight minutes. And this is part of the reason I think I got turned off of the album after listening to the album for a few months is I start to think, you know, I'd be in the car and maybe I'd skip through this track. And I'd start thinking of the album and immediately think of this song and be like, "Eh, I'm not really in the mood for that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It, it's eight and a half minutes and it seems like a long eight and a half minutes, but not an eight and a half minutes like, uh, like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It's a long song and it seems long, but it it's so much going on that it's like a, not to be cheesy, but it's, it takes you on like a, like a journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't a journey. You're just kind of going down a straight yeah. road of like drums for eight and a half minutes, which is kind of cool. Um... But that's part of why when I loved the song so much when it first came out and it just sort of, I guess the the shine came off of it, you know, it kind Mm -hmm. of settled into, I was kind of not sick of it, it's not the right word, just tired of it. It didn't last and now it's kind of settled as a song where I'm kind of like, I really like it, it's really different for Maiden, it shows a different side of Maiden, which I like. Glad it's on the album. It's interesting. It's cool. It's not a go-to. I probably never put it on a maiden mix unless it's like I don't know, maybe a mix for like a bike ride and you want it to like zone out and trance out to. You know what I mean? I
0: totally do. I mean, you literally hit like my experience with the album now is the first three tracks. Of the album just became the most well-known for me. It's probably because I was listening to the set list so much and laid up to the concert. And, you know, obviously writing on the wall has been around for what feels like it forever. And, you know, um, based on the the length of the album, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but it, it feels like it's something like 70 minutes, 70 minutes or something. But anyway, the, um, I always start on the fourth track because I get a full hour in so I can do my run or I can go to the gym, do my full hour. So I end up like skipping the first three tracks all the time because like with this eight minutes, like I, I find it gets me going, like, Stratigo is really gets me going that's my that's my favorite of the first three Not that after but i find it's just so it is it is it is a slow pace it is like you say, plotting um and then i i you know it just i don't get as into the workout so i can just imagine there's so many people that just this doesn't get them pulled into the album yeah
1: and and i could see how this could be a barrier to someone getting deeper into the album yeah. uh, writing off the album because they'd hear this and you know they'll be like what happened to me and Yeah. meanwhile, if they listen to the next track, they're right back into the classic Maiden again, you know, know? so I I could see how this would be a barrier. But the drums are cool at the beginning. I I do love the drums. It might be something where I'm being a hypocrite because earlier I said the mix didn't bother me, but I kind of wish the drum sound was a bit more snappy or had like a crack to it. It kind of sounds, not muffled, but like, I don't know, maybe that's a production thing, so... Maybe the production is a b- bigger deal than I think it is. You know. Do you know what
0: there's? There, there's something weird. I haven't really pinned this thought down, but there's something weird about this album in one or two spots where I, I kind of feels like Book of Souls, but then the rest of it doesn't. Like there's a couple of spots, and there's something about the drumming. There's something in there that 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 harkens me back to it. And I'm gonna pull up a track later on. But there's a track later on in the album that I feel like could be on Book of Souls, but it's just like there's moments where it's like comes back, and it's just something about it. Um but no, I mean I don't want to sound too negative on this track. Yeah, I mean, I no, really I do, know. I, I agree. Do enjoy yeah, it. yeah. And it's great and it does ramp up. It's just to me, with the drumming with the lead in, there's a couple of really good little solos in there or just getting the album going. I was just like, if it just went higher and stronger at the finish, you know, yeah, then or, I would have yeah. Or if it
1: had like a bridge in the middle that yeah. took it somewhere else and then they came back, it would be I I don't want to talk about uh, Night Demon all the time, but like the, the latest yeah. Night Demon album, there's a couple of songs where they're going in a directions and they take these left turns and it, they lay these really cool parts in and it just takes the song somewhere else. And then when I hear a song like this, it, it's kind of like, it'd be cool if, you know, they branched out. Like, I know I mentioned this This is the third time I mentioned it, but yeah. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, there's that part where it slows down and then ramps up again and it kind of adds some variety to it. And the song doesn't have that at all, but you're right about the solos though i'll play the first guitar solo this is a two-part solo with adrian slide guitar and then you know dave murray unmistakable dave murray super fluid technique and his tone and i guess uh, say what you want about this song but like the guitar solos are really cool that's awesome I love Dave Marie's guitar sounds like melted butter or something it's
3: so smooth I know it's it's so
0: great it's so great and this and this is you know uh, coming out of those solos this is where Bruce starts to get going and there are some great Bruce moments but he is a little bit drowned out in some ways because you when you focus in like he's it's he's all there you know um, so I, I wish there was a little bit more of a vocal showcase. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he's kind just, of want his it, it,
1: vocals to like punch through a bit better in the mix. So I, yeah. I take back everything I said yeah. earlier about the mix earlier. I was like, this yeah. of I don't know what everyone's talking about. But now I'm yeah, doing nothing like, about the mix. So uh, <laughs> anyway, guitar solos are good though. <laughs> Second guitar solo, Yannick, his style, his tone, his attack, very Yannick everything i love about yannick's guitar playing in this solo Yeah, it's a cool uh, solo. It's another you know, side yeah. of Maiden guitar playing that Yannick brings. At the end of that clip, though, you could hear again those high-pitched keyboards coming in, which I don't think you really yeah. need in there. I am complaining again about the production on this album that apparently I didn't think bothered me. I think I'm... Uh, in denial
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's true i mean you you've re- they really stand out now but that's that's just a typical yannick like uh controlled craziness yeah, solo you know like if you were to hear that to live you'd be like where is this gonna end but he always does it always like wraps around and, and, and comes back and uh ah, he's so tight
1: yeah the this cool solos you know there's a third solo at the end we'll play later on but uh it, the 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 structure of this song like i'm not sure what's a chorus and what's a pre-chorus and what's a verse and this parts that repeat um i'm gonna call this maybe a pre-chorus i guess it doesn't matter it doesn't matter anyway there's this bass line doubled with guitar it has this riff that goes up and then down and this to me sounds very classic iron maiden to me um i would assume adrian came up with this it's probably my favorite riff in the song pretty cool so it's it's to me it's very maideny sounding you know classic mountainy sounding kind of lick which i love
0: yeah and even more keyboards jammed in there you know yeah, you can't and you I can't unhear un- them now they're
1: so high pitched and they're yeah. almost shrill unnecessary
0: yeah and it's just for me with bruce there it's like it's just he's just getting going it's like a car starting in the winter you know it's like yeah you just want him to get to that next level there and it's like it's so plodding and it's just it's just kind of grinding along but it's ramping up so well. You just want him to let loose. Yeah. And he does a little bit, but it's not, you
1: yeah, know. Yeah, well when he gets to that first course, I think he yeah. uh, he kind of he kind of lets loose a bit more with his voice, you know. Yeah, it's 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 such a like uplifting. It's one of those like when you see it live, you want to like link arms with the guy next to you and like raise your fist and sing yeah. along. Like a I don't know. It's it's very uplifting. It's hard to describe. It's other than uplifting is all I can think of.
0: Yeah, that's the most epic part of the song for me, right? Like you, you it leads in with the drumming. It kind of ramps its way up around the two to three minute mark. You got those cool solos you played previously, the Adrian and Dave back-to-back. Then it goes through the chorus, and it wraps around. Then you get the Yanning solo. Then come out of that, that's the best moment for me. It's, it's, you know, in the sixth minute, there's like Bruce is leaning into it. It's really going well. Uh, But I just feel like it's got another gear to go up. That's my only complaint about it, even though I I absolutely do enjoy it. Yeah, and there's
1: a lot of parts to the song, and there's a lot of variety in the different parts of the songs in the sections, but the sections are still very similar because they all have that same beat Mm. underneath, and... It's very long. Um, it's just like, I i don't know. I, I would like it if there was a section in the middle where they kind of went somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which they do in some other songs. Like, you know when you're listening to Book of Souls, the title track, it takes this turn in the middle and goes crazy and gets awesome. Yeah. If they did something like that, but they, yeah, yeah that's not the type of song it is though, so it is what it is. But it ends with a cool guitar solo though. It kind of like fizzles out like that. It's kind of unique. I like it. Yeah,
0: 40, 45 minute uh, <laughs> yeah. Adrian solo on the way out. Like, is that is that a thing? Like when you know, when you write the song, you get the best solo, and then and therefore there's an incentive to write the songs because you know it's like you know, <laughs> Yannick's there. Wait, no, I got I got fifteen. <laughs> I got fifteen uh, seconds. Oh, your second yeah. solo. That's forty-five seconds. You know what? I what I will say though is this for a tour. Okay, so album opener. We've already we've already kind of given it a little bit of a a little bit of a black eye on on just ease people in the album even though objectively a lot of positives in this track. Excellent tour opener. And I know we 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 disagree okay. on this. So and I'll let's I'll explain talk about why. Let's talk about I'll it tell you live. why. It's got the drumming component. It's Yeah, so right? very cool. We often with the doctor doctor then we go boom come right in. Um, there's, there's in a tour, there's definitely where there's so much longer than an album. Uh, you, and so intense easing people in is, is good. It's an excellent track to get kind of Bruce into it. It's got so many solos that there was that continuous fluid moment where everyone was getting engaged. I remember it as an opener. It was really good. It didn't have like... Writing on the wall has those those back to back to back kind of solos, which was like perfect for like if you want to do an Eddie or Bruce do something that worked perfect. This one you couldn't do that with it. It's just it's just there's too much action. Yeah. Um, so I found to be honest, I really liked it, and then it's just kind of setting you up. Now it's not, you know, balls of the yeah. walls like aces high. You know, it's well, not just well, coming out. Going, like when they like, play it know. live. Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna play you a clip now yeah. where I compare the speed they play it live. With the album version so the first 10 okay. seconds of this clip is the live version and then it goes into the album yeah. version and after you hear the live version the studio version sounds like a drag so much like the live tempo is much better i think See how slow it seems when it comes out of the live version? Like the live version's a lot faster. It has a lot more energy.
0: You you know what though? Honestly, man, you did it to me again. We do this every time. Like the, the the bloody keyboards are like the cowbell. You know what I mean? It's like all I can hear, all I can hear now is keyboard. Because in the lead up, I was like multiple times, I was like, oh, there's keyboard, there's keyboard. You know, sometimes in music when someone points something out, you just, oh my God, I can't unhear it So this song is
1: weird because it, (laughs) Didn't have the impact I thought it was going to have when I saw it live. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't it. like it as an opener for the concert. I liked it. I liked it mm. a lot. And the solos live were cool. Very cool. But, like, something about it just, like, I was, we were at the very beginning of a Maiden concert. It's the very first song in the set list. Two-thirds of the way through the song, and I'm like, all right, come on. Come on with the next song. Which is weird for me to... That's a crazy thing for me to think. You know, when I'm at a Maiden show and kind of wishing for the song to go to the next one, like, what does that say about it? You know? I I do love the song. I feel like I'm being hard on the song. But I I guess I am being more critical of it because, I don't know, it's... I really like it because it's different. But I also think that because it's so different it's one of those songs that i will only listen to occasionally know what i mean
0: yeah it definitely it definitely could have been tightened up time wise i definitely agree with that um or you know take it just hit it a little bit more intensely at the back end of it more of a build-up but yeah i i don't know i mean i agree with you that you know in the concert it's there was a bit of a lull towards the back of the song but i was just i remember just watching them play their solos and just sitting there just like you know the first song you know you're just you're just like oh my god we're gonna make the show again slow down slow down slow down and then we always start doing what we're doing oh no two songs already gone oh no five songs are gone oh no oh no no, no. we gotta book another t- tour right. ticket <laughs> like, that says something. you know like it's the concert uh, runs away about the song yeah.
1: if it didn't do that to me if they yeah. opened with aces high it would have been like boom i would have blinked the song would be over i'd be like no aces high you know a chance to realize they're playing it it's over it went by so fast I was having such a good time The song didn't do that. This one was kind of like, I get the point. Yeah, fair enough. I kind of
0: like that approach, though. I like slow it down.
1: I do like the song. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Maybe I don't like it as much as I think I do. (laughs) I was very positive before we started doing this episode. And now I'm looking back and I'm like questioning how I feel about this song. I do like it a lot. And it's different. I love that kind of drumming. Like anything that has like a Mm. tribal kind of tom heavy drumming in any song there's a part i always say one of my favorite songs of all time is three days by jane's addiction and there's a part in there where it breaks down into this like tribally sounding drumming with the toms and it's one of my favorite parts of any song ever yeah so i do love that kind of drumming if you listen to a lot of my favorite songs they sound like that but like you'd think this would be right up my alley but I think maybe there's not enough variety in the sections of the song, or yeah. maybe it's over long. It doesn't keep me interested for eight minutes. That nights.
0: Jane's Addiction song, how old were you when that came out?
1: I was in grade 10, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Was that like the best time in well, yeah, your life to listen to that music? My, that's one of my favorite albums <laughs> of all time. Yeah, exactly. favorite song
1: of all time, because I listened to it then, and then I really got into it when I was in first year university. Yeah. and that was just a crazy time and that was like the soundtrack to it so yeah
0: i know as you said that i was like one of my favorite songs is that you know that song in the meantime oh space hog Uh, space hog yeah uh but literally it was in the middle of like the best summer (laughs) of my life when i was in high school and we used to listen to it going to like a swimming hole and drinking beer and it was just like an amazing time of life and now when i put that on like I listen to it and I play it for someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever." And I'm, I'm just in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm 16 again, 17 again. You know, with a six pack of beer, in my swimming trunks on. Oh, you know. So it's e- that,
1: right. That's you know, one of the one things exactly what you just sa- yeah. said is one of the arguments I bring up when people are like, "I only like 80s Maiden. Yeah. They'll never be as good as 80s Maiden." I'm like that's because you're not in high school anymore. Yeah, that's true. Jutsu's not going to be as good because you're not like drinking your first beer in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 We're all like, we're all like, w- 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 you know, why why is number of the beast so much better? Well, uh, uh, it really rocks. It comes out really hot. Uh, I used to have hair and I could fit into my jeans. <laughs> I, you know, I could get a boner without a pill. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. But yeah, though I mean the time and place is so important. But you know, I don't know. I I I, I like this song. Uh, I think yeah. Who I think knows? Maybe
1: there's somewhere there's a 18 uh, year old listening to Sinjutsu, and this will be their favorite song in like yeah. 20 or 30 years because it'll remind them of their awesome summer that they had. I you just know? hope we
0: get a, a, an angry call from Maxim over this. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> yeah, Maxim, Shout be great. Out to Maxim.
1: So that's the first yeah. track.
0: So next, next, it is going to take some time to get through the album. But the next uh, next up we'll do uh, Stratego, which yeah. is... Stratego? Is that the way to say this? Stratego, yeah. St- strategio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely love this track. So, like, uh, you know, too. I mean, Sujitsu yes. for me is like... it's You know, it might be a 6 or 7 out of 10. It's not a 5. It's a good track. I like it. It's probably...
1: Not, oh, I would give it higher yeah. than a 7. I would give it maybe an 8. The Senjutsu, the song, I would give maybe an eight. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it enough, so I don't want to really give it a number. But uh, yeah, maybe an eight. Oh wow, that high! Although, after I all, I think that. about everything I said during this very episode, and maybe I wouldn't give it an eight. Maybe a maybe a seven, seven and a half. Okay. Well, there you 2. go. I don't know. There you 7. go.
0: And that's what loves all the songs. I'd put it. I'd put it up there. Um, but Tritigo... I absolutely love this track. Oh, me so too. From I the moment to, I
1: heard yeah. it, that's one of the ones yeah. that, I first time I heard it, I loved it. Yeah. The fiftieth time I heard it, the hundredth time, and I, the last time I listened yeah. to it, I still love it.
0: And that was a highlight of the obviously the highlight of the uh, when we saw those three tracks on the tour because he just oh, yeah. cranked it. Now, writing on the wall was actually an excellent third track because you know they they brought in the Eddie and that played around a bit, but just the the pace i just love it so next week next week we'll break into that one and then we'll have a lot more fun stuff to say another beer
1: another track yeah and a lot more stratego stuff to talk about all right
0: that's perfect we'll wrap it up there eh call it for the week
1: good song great beer awesome album
0: Yeah. yeah ace is high the beer was an excellent beer And probably would have been a better opener. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, up the irons, down the hops.